We survived Christmas. <laughs> so annoying. For the ASMR people out there listening to uh, Jake sip his water. I was staying hydrated. Yeah. I did not drink a lot of water um, in Tennessee. Because you just got back. You just, went there for Christmas, right? I just got back this morning. <laughs> oh, you had a nice little you had a nice little uh, delay yesterday. Oh flight God, was, was canceled so or something. Stupid. What, in no, Texas? So, no, no. None of the flights were canceled. So, the flight was delayed like an hour and a half while we were on the plane already that's not that bad so we got on the plane no our connecting flight was an hour that's so bad we had a one hour later so that's bad so we got there <laughs> as our connecting flight was leaving yeah that sounds better right yeah um so they set us up at a motel six or in the next flight out from dallas was in like seven thirty in the morning okay so the motel six did they rent it to you by the hour <laughs> because I always just assume like motel sexes are all like run by the hour. No, no, no. Oh, you get in there for free. Oh, okay. Yeah, the whole you got the night <laughs> stay for free. Uh, but yeah, I was, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know planes can't drive in reverse. Oh, you learned something. That's right. Yeah, I didn't know that. New. I was just like, oh yeah, they just back up cameras, just drive in reverse. I don't know. They have <laughs> mirrors or guys just literally throw it in reverse. <laughs> Doing the things with the lightsaber, half lightsaber things. So they've got yeah. park, they got reverse, they got neutral, and they got drive. Yeah, like, my girlfriend. And then they go. My girlfriend was joking. He's like, "Yeah, I've never seen one fly backwards before." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> gave her a death stare. I was like, "That's good." But yeah, I didn't know that. And uh, I guess the trailer that was supposed to pull us out of the gate broke. Yeah, yeah. Um, that can happen. I actually learned something new. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. Um, they the trailer broke so they had to get a new trailer and remove the old trailer that wasn't working and that was a whole thing yeah so when we took off we finally get to the tarmac waiting in line to take off and the pilot was like hey just so you know if you haven't noticed we haven't taken off yet In case you're in complete, in case you're so completely apolo- fucking stupid that you did not realize that the plane is not in the air right now. We apologize for all of the errors. We were already in contact <laughs> with Dallas about your connecting flights and extra customer service, or whatever. But the reason we haven't taken off yet is because we're waiting on confirmation about our weight with the luggage. Oh yeah, and we cannot fly safely until we get that confirmation. Also, and I just remember because my girlfriend was talking about this, telling her mom on the phone when I earlier today. Um, they said we're on duty for the next thirty nine minutes, and if we don't get an answer in the next thirty nine minutes, me and my co pilot are done for the day. Oh, we got to take yeah. the train back to the gate. Oh, then, then they got then they got to find a whole new pilot, a whole new co pilot. So, yeah, it's so just he was a giant just like, pain in the ass. so he was just like. So hopefully something happens within the next 39 minutes and uh, otherwise, you know, sit tight and, blah, blah. oh wait, never mind. Uh, yeah, we just got confirmation. We're good to go. We'll be out in two minutes. <laughs> and oh, mid sentence he stops because he goes, I just got confirmation. Okay. We can go now. Yeah. And they were like, sick. We're still missing our flight. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's the whole, it's the whole, just in case you haven't noticed, but we're not in the air yet. That's like, yeah. <laughs> most that obvious was obvious fucking yeah. thing to say yeah um, <laughs> to people who are sitting on a plane like yeah. oh 
we're not in the air. This, uh, what? This, what? Yeah, this whole thing, this whole technician side of me, it was the maintenance side of me, it was like, you know what? Preventive maintenance, we wouldn't have this fucking problem again. <laughs> you know? You just kept up with your shit. I learned Delta does that. Yes, so Delta, Delta ha- does do that. Delta has their own technicians to service their own equipment. Yes. However, they're the only ones. So everyone else outsources. Were, what were you flying like Southwest or something? Uh, American. Ooh, <laughs> that's your mistake. Yeah, man. Southwest probably probably drives in reverse. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, they fly in reverse. They fly reverse. <laughs> They're like, we're getting we're getting this shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't care how we're gonna fly this plane sideways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. But yeah, that was that was the whole ordeal. That's a fun adventure. Yeah. Flew out of Dallas at seven thirty. Got here at nine. Uh, so, uh, time difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been awake a long time. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll make this. We'll make this a quick podcast. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to because as soon as I, I, you know, on the flight back, I was able to take a quick power nap. It was great and um, popped Adderall. Of the, the first one of the day, and I was good to go. I can't sleep on planes unless it's like yeah. life flat seats. Oh, those life flat seats in like Delta one. Oh man. Spoiled. Oh, super spoiled. Yeah. Like I can't, and I'm not going to be able to fly yeah. ever again. I had like, to like squeeze in and like lean on the seat in front of me. Nope. Sleep. There was a guy like, I, I know I fell asleep because the guy next to me to my right bumped me because my knee started to kind of drift into his space. I was touching his knee. You're man spreading. Yeah. A little bit. And he was probably man spreading too. In yeah. my sleep. To be fair. To be fair. You're, you're relaxed. Legs kind yeah. of naturally spread open yeah sorry i got bad <laughs> hips dog yeah but it'd be like that then i was able to come back and still do the shoot that i did earlier in here yeah man yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those shots yeah but so, yeah so so overall did you have a good christmas though i did i did yeah. yeah tennessee was great i like i said i didn't drink a lot of water i actually found out that well i noticed this and it's a very um obvious difference but you could very you could really smell like the chlorine in the water in in tennessee oh really yeah i was like like out of the sink just the tap you oh could, that's weird you could smell i'm oh. like and i was in this I, we were in the smoky mountains i don't know how i feel about that yeah like in the smoky mountains and in this huge house vacation house and it smelled like chlorine i was like i can't drink this water smoky mountains man that's on that's on that's on my list it's definitely a, it's beautiful it's beautiful it's scary to drive through i believe it <laughs> fuck no lights <laughs> mm. yeah yeah but on my good. list one of these days we'll get there yeah it's good but how's yours good it was quiet we didn't do much of anything it was just me and the girlfriend and that was she had to work you know she works at the airport so yeah. it's like eh. literally just hardly did anything i think christmas day we laid in bed we watched a documentary Mm-hmm. A very, very messed up documentary mm-hmm. about some uh, chiropractor who was molesting children. It was just absolutely horrific. And I'm sitting there. We're, we're both intrigued and we're both watching this documentary just like, you know, man, I can't believe all this shit is happening. And I'm like, this is not the kind of material we should be watching on Christmas Day. Yeah, man. We watch Barbie. <laughs> like, we're like, we're like laying in bed drinking coffee and watching this, this horrible documentary and we're completely enthralled by it. Yeah. We watched you know? a bunch of Christmas movies. I mean, I would say the last movie we watched that wasn't a Christmas movie was uh, The Other Guys. Oh, The Other Guys? I just put it on as a, like a kind of like a background noise, but people ended up seeing it. I've actually never seen that. 
It's on my list. It's a fantastic movie. I know. Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, it was a good Christmas. You know, that's good. No, no, honestly, nothing really to report. We were busy the yeah. whole entire week before Christmas, and mm-hmm. we've been busy this whole entire week after Christmas. So. Yeah leading up to new years and then we're into 2024 mm. kind of a cool thing with 2024 um it's going to be the five-year anniversary of safe Light labs oh yep very cool we officially opened in 2019 well, so february come right? april oh april officially we opened in april i got keys to the place in february mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we actually opened in april so mm. okay. happy five-year anniversary to us have a big party i know so yeah, but um, the guest we're going to be bringing on today actually has been around since the very beginning of Safe Light Labs. That's how long I've known this guest. Um, our guest today is way to make him sound fucking old, dude. Oh, he's not old. He's <laughs> very, very much young. Seasoned, seasoned. Yes, <laughs> slightly peppered. Um, yes. So it's Carlos Guillen. Um, we're going to bring him on here in a minute, and um, yeah, we're going to we're going to learn about his life. So, yeah. all right, let's all go right. and get this thing started. Okay. All right. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. Carlos, Carlos. It's so good to have you here. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell us who you are? Who's, who uh, who is Carlos? Who is Carlos? Who is Carlos? Who is the have you figured, have you the figured it out? I'll say the first guy on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually, honestly, you're actually the first guy on our podcast. This, this season, this season. This uh-huh. season. This well, season. you know, it, it's, it's an interesting question because it like, it's very existential at the core, right? Like you're oh, getting 100%. deep on me right off the bat. Oh yeah. I don't even say, you know, like, why don't you tell us your name? Where are you from? No, 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 no. Who are you? Well, you know, uh, I'm Carlos and I'm uh, a working artist. I would say. Oh, okay. Oh, hundred um, yeah. percent. Uh, I would say that too. Artist. Uh, I'm an artist and I work and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hence working artist. Yeah. And <laughs> do, you, do you do this full time? The photography? Uh, no, no, okay, okay. no. So, uh, the, the photography and my day job are separate. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. I've been not to sound old, but I've been doing photography for, for a long time. You um, have, because have. What, one of the cool things that you do is you post a lot of the really old stuff that you used to shoot back in the 90s. Are you saying I'm old, Rob? A thousand percent. Oh, 100%. oh honey, if I'm old, you're old. <laughs> I want to say you bought that like a brand new. Uh, no, actually, I, I I bought it. I'm the second owner. Okay, I bought like that a, off a friend of mine. Who, first released. <laughs> uh, but, but although I probably could have, but no, maybe back then I wouldn't have had the money to buy it. Mm. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's cool because, like I was saying, you post a lot of the stuff that you shot in the '90s, kind of when you were in like college mm-hmm. in like the late nineties or something right, like that. Right, yeah. And it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting to kind of, you know, take that trip back, Yeah, you know, looking at your photography and looking at, you know, some of your old friends and your old roommates and it is, it is a trip. And, you know, part of that, uh, came about because during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I mean, we all were kind of <laughs> sitting at home wondering what the fuck to do. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I had this old stash of negatives that uh, I had been wanting to scan for a long time. Mm-hmm. So suddenly there was time to do that. And uh, Rob, you know, before the pandemic, I would um, come to Safe Light Labs 
and uh, scan on that Naritu LS600, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I fell in love with. That's a great machine. And um, and so, you know, when everything shut down and, you know, I no longer had access to that wonderful, wonderful Naritu, I kind of bit the bullet and bought one for myself. Jesus. Money bags. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Pandemic money right there. Pandemic, right. Uh, the, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, best money I've spent in a while. Uh, but it did allow me to really kind of scan a shit ton of negatives. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it was like a, a bit of a time war because it, uh, you know, first of all, brought back a lot of memories and, you know, projects that I shot back. I mean, we're talking 92, 93, 94, like pretty much all of the, all of the 90s. Mm. So I was... In, college i was also working for a music magazine in tijuana oh i I did not uh, know this yeah uh it was called sonar rio which actually in and of itself was not a music magazine i just worked on the music section so Mm. we did um you know we followed bands around and Photograph like, them and like what kind of bands? Like Mexican bands. Okay, you know, cool. Like, like the bands that came out of Mexico. The rock, bands that, like the nineties Mexican <laughs> rock bands. Yeah, like <laughs> Caifanes, Café Tacuba, like you know all, all those guys. Dude, like Maná, Héroes del Silencio, but they're they're from Spain. Oh, okay. Uh, Maná, no. <laughs> Honestly, that's I, I hate to say it, but that's like the only Mexican <laughs> band the, that I really oh, kind of Rob. know of. I know. Rob, I'm sorry, okay. and I'm I'm freaking dating a Mexican. Like, what's your problem? With, I, not not that you're dating. What's your problem? Like, like <laughs> yeah, why don't you know more Mexican music then? Yeah. Does she not like play a lot of like Mexican? No. Music? Oh, okay. No. Right. no. She's she's will teach. You. She we'll was teach she you. was she was born and raised in East LA. Mm-hmm. So you know, but like still though, that's it's pretty Mexican out there. In the yeah. night, you know, in the nineties. So it's oh, it's, it's way we, more Mexican. We listen we listen to a lot of like you know nineties music like Salt and Peppa and stuff like that. You oh, know, okay. that's that's yeah. a lot. You know, that's yeah. more of our that's yeah. more of our I'll vibe. Do, that's I'll your jam. Sure. Okay, yeah, that's our jam. Fair enough. Fair enough. But so yeah, you know, I was scanning all these old negatives and and kind of like picking apart these stories you know in my in my head is it's weird uh you know because photography is you know a fleeting thing but then it also becomes a time capsule yeah yeah so uh and you know meanings things change as time goes on and and but the photo stays the same and Mm. the things around it everything in it is kind of like frozen in time, right? So yeah, it, and like it, and like and who you are as a person. I mean, yeah. you know, like you know, you were a much different person now than you yeah. were in the early nineties. Yeah, right. You right. know, true. I mean, we've we've had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so that that was an interesting project, you know, that I started during the pandemic, and then I sort of, you know, what I, before the pandemic, I also had. Um, a portrait show at Safe Light Labs. If the you only that. the only pop up that we ever had, and I was yeah. so happy to for, do that. That was for, for Pride, Pride Month. For was Pride that, Month, yeah. was that before my time? Then, huh? Maybe that was Pride of Pride of 2019. So it was June of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ju- July, I think, or July. July. Sorry, sorry, July. Yeah, because San Diego does Pride in July. Yeah. I'm just barely getting into photography at that time. I think I was still just getting my stuff developed at like George's down the street. It was before yeah. I started going to see play. Yeah. 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 Um, before your class. Yeah. <clears throat> that pop-up show was really awesome. I really, I, 
I, I, now I want to go back and see if I actually have any photos of it uh-huh. from anywhere because you printed very large prints. Those are like what? 20 by 24, 20 by 30, 20 by yeah. 30. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, but he sandwiched them in between two pieces of acrylic mm. and then, and then what you had like screws suspended you know, them. Yeah. We, had, we suspended yeah. them from, from, from the ceiling and from the walls. And so it was like these, these images were just like floating yeah. and it was one of the coolest things. It and was pretty cool. I was actually really bummed cause it was just a pop-up. So it was a one night only mm-hmm. show. Um, and you know, we had a fair amount of people in there, but yeah. I was actually kind of bummed. I was like, man, I really wish this could just like stay up for a while, yeah. you know, cause it was yeah. just, it was very, very cool. So we'll have to do another one. Right? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so <laughs> that show, so you did that show. And I you're did also that scanning show, all this stuff. and then you know, scanning all this stuff, and you know, during lockdown, it it was it was weird because my photography changed at that moment too for a while, just because I wasn't photographing people, I was mm-hmm. kind of roaming the streets and just photographing architecture and cars and other things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a there's a weird shift for a while. And then, um, but in my mind, I was just kind of thinking about time, passage of time. Uh, so a big, fairly big body of work that I produced in, you know, the 90s, 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then um, like the more current work, like the portraiture and stuff. So, um, you know, back then in the 90s, I was super inspired by a couple of artists. Uh, one of them's Dwayne Michaels, who I think is an t- absolute genius uh, you know, his kind of narrative structures, the way he kind of tells stories with stills. Uh, it's almost like watching a film, um, mm. but with still images. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was fascinating. And he, he incorporates, uh, oftentimes, not always, but he also incorporates writing. So he actually writes on his prints. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was just in New York last month and I saw an exhibit of his, he did these portraits of Andy Warhol and Renee Magritte. So two like crazy good artists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, damn, they were just so good. There's something that Dwayne Michaels does with the camera that I've never been able to replicate. And it's just pure magic. Like it's, he he shot all 35 millimeter, pretty much, I would say 90% black and white. I don't know if you remember the cover of the Police Synchronicity album. But there are pictures, there's like film strips, uh, pictures of Sting and Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers. So Dwayne, Michael, Dwayne Michaels did those photos. Um, and so he was a big, big inspiration early on, just kind of like taking that idea of like a narrative structure that you can actually create a film using still photography was a big revelation for me. Yeah. And I can uh, see that I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I just Googled him real uh-huh. quick. So, I mean, if you're listening, <laughs> please Google Dwayne Michaels, because yeah. this is, I, I, I get it. I kind of see where uh-huh. the inspiration has kind of come from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's not, you're, I mean, you're not, not saying you're like completely, you know, right, copying him, but right, you know, right. the, the inspiration is there. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, absolutely 100% inspired by him. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I mean, several artists, but another one that I can think of off the top of my head is Nan Golden. Just yeah. kind of like that raw immediacy, that documentary style, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I've always been interested in. Like I, I document, I, you know, kind of just tell stories through 
what I see and like what I experience day to day, the people that I'm close to yeah, places that I, you know, travel to. Um, for me, it's, it's been, you know, a lot of, a lot about that. So I, I have an exhibit in my mind, like my next exhibit is going to be called days gone by. And, uh, so I've started printing a bunch of stuff, which I'll show you later. Oh yeah. Cause I, he's on the table. He's got a big giant <laughs> yeah. portfolio box full of, full of full of photos. Box. So there's lots of prints. I'm excited to see those. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like taking that idea of, you know, just having something to say. Like, I, I feel like I always question myself, like, do I have something important to say? I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it important? Usually enough, not. Is it important <laughs> enough for people to actually listen to? I uh-huh. mean, apparently we think so because Jake and I started a podcast. So <laughs> <Right>. apparently, <laughs> apparently we think yeah. what we have to say is important. Yeah. Uh, trust me. Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's 100% don't not. This. We don't need to listen to this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's always kind of like the question, but I, rather than think uh, there, I love the, um, the little, uh, printing that's on, I think it's on Lomography 120 film. Don't think just shoot. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep, yep. that is a great ethos right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mm-hmm. think that really as photographers, as creators, as artists, we really need to be focusing on just doing the work, right? Yeah. Stop, yeah. you know, thinking about, you know, am I good enough? Um, is this, you know, am I saying something relevant? You know, just fucking do it. Just yeah. make it, yeah. make it happen. Well, um, I, I, I think uh-huh. one of the, the big things is that most of us suffer from some sort of imposter syndrome where, yeah. you know, we just mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm actually not good enough to be doing this. I shouldn't be photographing mm-hmm. this. It, this is, I'm not that good enough for people to be actually, oh, yeah. to yeah, actually yeah. see. I, I've been there and yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Um, but I mean, I guess that's just sort of the way that I've over the years kind of overcome that mm-hmm. imposter syndrome is just, you know, don't overthink it. Just kind of be true to yourself. Do what, um, you know, photograph yeah. what interests you. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. don't overthink the, the outcome of it. Just, uh-huh. just do what you like. Yeah. Doing. And do see it. where the yeah. journey takes you. See yeah. where the journey takes you. See what kind of story comes out of it. Cause I guarantee, you know, to the people out there that are interested in photography that are maybe just starting, you know, there's always going to be a story to, <laughs> that comes out of your work. Yeah. You know, it, whatever it is that you're shooting, if it's landscapes or yeah. people or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes too, the story doesn't even appear until way later. Yeah. Like, you know, you get done when you get done with something, you're like, oh my gosh, there's a story there. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you sort of, you sort of end up on seeing something. Exactly. And sometimes it takes you a couple of years, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to you put have to that revisit, on the shelf and revisit it. Revisit yeah. some of the old stuff. And you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, there's actually something like this was actually pretty good or something that you hated the very first time you saw it. Mm-hmm. You revisit it a couple of, you know, months later, a couple of weeks later, a couple of years later a couple decades later and you're like, Oh, that actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> I haven't been shooting that long. So no, <laughs> yeah. but I did, I did repost some photos. Like I re-edited some digital photos that I took probably like two years ago or maybe sometime last year, like beginning of last year. I had like, I was just scrolling through my Lightroom catalog and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I throw it, throw it. I'm going to throw a different filter, you know, throw a little filter on it. Yeah. Or like throw a little preset on there and play with it. And I'll, I was like, I never posted these. I really like these. Yeah. So I pose them. So yeah, I've yeah. got, I've got stuff that I, I, I've gone through and, 
from about 20, 25 years ago mm-hmm. when I kind of first started doing, doing all this black and white film stuff. And, yeah. you know, there's very, very few things. I mean, I didn't understand aperture. I didn't understand shutter speed. I didn't quite get all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. What the only thing that I thought I was really kind of good at was composition. That was the only thing that was really kind of working in my favor. And I, you know, a lot of stuff I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could go back and, you know, reshoot that whole entire thing. And, you know, especially the, the, the skateboarding scene, mm-hmm. the skateboarding scene 25 years ago in my hometown growing up in Northern California. I mean, it was oh. your typical 1990s, early, you know, actually, you know, mid late nineties skateboard scene. You know, I mean, yeah. it was, it was skateboarding. is not a crime. I want to see, see those pictures. Oh, Rob. they are not good. There's, <laughs> there's only one. And that's actually on my Instagram feed. There's only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this guy, Danny, doing um doing a hard flip or something like that off of this stage and in, in um in Vacaville and it's the only one it's the only like decent photo because I went through <laughs> I went through everything uh-huh. and that was the only photo that I was like this is worth this is actually something that I really like you know but this is when I was very first starting out I mean I think I had a rebel or my rebel 2000 or something like that and I had no idea how the controls work. I had no idea aperture, shutter speed. I didn't know any of that kind of stuff. You put it in, shoot it, you know. Yeah. And it was all, actually, it was funny. It was all um, Kodak C41 black and white. Hmm. Do you remember that Kodak oh, C41 yeah, black yeah. and white film? Uh-huh. Yeah. I shot a lot of that. Because, cool. you know, I could just take it down to CBS. Right. It was, yeah. Walgreens, let yeah. them process it. I, miss, and everything. I, miss, I did shoot it. I think I shot an expired roll of that. It was pretty cool. Well, if, if you want to shoot some of it now, um, Harmon or Ilford makes their um, XP two X XP two. It oh, is that's the same film. No, it's it's slightly different, but it is a nice contrasty film. It yeah, is. A lot of people sleep on it. Oh, I, I like XP two. Oh, so freaking good. I shoot XP two all the time. I just didn't know if it was comparable to that. It is. Okay. Cool. It is. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, never mind. Yeah. 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 So you shoot it. Go for it. <laughs> got plenty of rolls of XP2. You know I mean? Yeah. XP2 is, is really, really cool. I've yeah. never tried pushing it or anything like that, but I haven't either. Yeah, I haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. I think with like most C41 films, it doesn't like to be pushed. You right. know, it just doesn't quite have the same latitude mm-hmm. that true black and white does. Yeah. So, so when you shoot now, what is your, what's your go-to film stock? Um, go film to stocks. film stocks, stocks, stocks. I mean, really, <laughs> um, Ilford HP five plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my go-to black and white stock at box or pushed. Um, usually pushed to 800 mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. even further, yeah. you know, uh, cause it really can handle it. Um, you know, I've pushed it to even, I think 3,200 and well, I can handle it. Same. It's and crazy. it looks so good. It's I mean, it gets really grainy, but very contrasty. But too. It's yeah. like a good grain. Yeah. And it's oh, a yeah. good grain. Yeah. Yeah. And grain shoot. we trust. And shoot that at 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1600. So a 800, 1600 and, um, HC 110, which I guess is no longer available. I don't know. What are we, what are we going to do about so, that? So Okay. What so do I, here's the rumor. <laughs> so the company that was making, you know, it was Kodak chemistry. Right. Um, when, when the Kodak company got split up uh, years ago, you know, the, the chemistry division went one direction, the paper went another direction, the film went another direction, you know, it kind of all got split mm-hmm. up. Um, so the company that was doing all the chemicals, they just literally one day just said just a couple of months ago, that's it. No more. Mm-hmm. We're shutting down. That's it. Right. So there is a thing on Sinistil's website that they are now going to be the official distributor oh. for all of these Kodak chems. Okay. 
So we should be able to get HD 110, mm-hmm. D76. Uh, the thing that we really want here at Safe Flight Labs is the fixer. Mm-hmm. But since we had to figure out another source and, you know, what are we going to do? Um, we ended up on switching over to Ilford um, ID11. Okay. We switch over to Ilford ID11, which is similar to D76, um, not at all remotely mm-hmm. close to HC110, but mm-hmm. the Ilford um, uh, ID11 is a powdered chemistry. We mix it up in big batches because yeah. we, we do a lot of black and white film yeah. here. And it is so much better than D76. Okay. Oh, we absolutely love it. Interesting. So that's the stuff you were using when you were teaching people at the safe light, right? At the yeah. original place. Yeah. 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 When, um, I, when I first started shooting, we, it was D76 yeah. what we used yeah. in college. Yeah. yeah. And, and D76 is, is great as long as you don't try to process the brand new Tri-X because mm. the brand new Tri-X, it just, it comes out way underdeveloped and mm. it's just, it's only good if you actually do like the intermittent um, agitation as opposed to like continuous mm-hmm. agitation. We're getting really nerdy in this talk. We're getting very technical <laughs> we're, getting, here. we're getting very technical <laughs> and stuff. Okay. Um, but, but overall we've now switched over to ID 11. What I want is I want the Kodak fixer. So, okay. because it's comes in a powdered, it's, you know, it's not yeah. a liquid. Um, cause again, we mix up huge batches here yeah. when we're doing, you know, all of our commercial work for everybody. So, um, but to make a long story even longer, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. I apologize to everybody. Um, Cinestill is allegedly going to be the new distributor. So you okay. may want to pop onto their website. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's happening now. I don't know, you know, what the deal is with that. But yeah, um, so that's kind of. That's the situation with what the I love Kodak about HC 110 is the shelf life. Actually, it just lasts forever. It does. And and the beautiful part is, especially for home developing, if you're developing mm-hmm. at home, you mix up one small little batch yeah. at a time and you move on with your life. Exactly. If you're using T76, <laughs> you've got to mix up like a freaking gallon at a time and you've got to be yeah. able to go through that, you know, within, mm-hmm. you know, about a month. We go through it in a couple of days. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I home develop all my black and white. And of course, I bring all my color, my C41 to you exclusively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Because I trust I, you. I do all my color developing at home and I just shoot XP2. Okay. <laughs> so no one develops black and white for me. <laughs> that's it. You know, we'd take cool. care of you, Jake. No, I know, I know, I know. You know, we would. The reason why I'm doing it is because I needed. You know, when the pandemic hit, I needed a faster turnaround time and you were alone developing. I, I was. Film. And I was just like. But I was still only a was, few days. It was still only a few days turnaround time. You know, and I was shooting a ton at the time and I was like, you taught me how to do it. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I did it at home and yeah. then I can't turn back. And now if I do it here, I'll never get dust on my photos and I can't piss off Rob that way. <laughs> he loves to add. He loves to add dust. I swear he just like I don't add it. I just don't oh he adds it. it. <laughs> he 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 goes in there and he like photoshops it's it. A I'll, I'll it's cough, a look. It's a look. I'll cough yeah. on it. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and get this COVID. I'll, I'll, I'll scratch my head uh-huh. in front of it while it's drying to get that dandruff on there. <laughs> dry skin. Like he doesn't use he doesn't use moisturizer. Yeah. Screw okay. that. Dust drives me fucking crazy. It does it me as well. This is so the difference crazy. between nerds. <laughs> Artists. Oh, it, oh. Is a, it is an artistic choice. To it's an artistic choice yeah, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. is that mm-hmm. is that what you're calling this bullshit? A little, yeah. It's a little bit of lazy and a little bit of. Artistic, yeah. Oh, it's lazy as fuck. But when I was in college, it was called sloppy work. Yeah. It's called. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, 
Because you're you're always in your college, in college yeah. and programs, and you know right. you're you've got to have the cleanest image possible. I, I think it's mm-hmm. dumb. I also shoot. I also don't have an Aritzu, so I'm scanning on a flatbed. Oh yeah, and fuck that, it's impossible. Oh, yeah, exactly. Dust on a flat you're bed. excused. So, yeah. uh, no, I get it. See, yeah. it, no excuse if you have an Aritzu, <laughs> <laughs> which both of you fucking have. So. I know. Mm. Now, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of. Just you know, home users have Nerizus. I know. Mm-hmm. I actually, I do know two. You and another friend of ours who we've we mentioned on the podcast, but we will not uh, name him. Yeah, he will um, not be named. He will not be named because <laughs> uh, he's got a classic Instagram handle. Yeah. Um, but you guys are the only ones that actually have Naritsu, mm-hmm. you know, LS 600s. Mm-hmm. I mean, these machines are still a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Like they yeah. Are, I'm not going to throw down money for a fucking Naritsu. Well, you can always come here and use ours. <laughs> That's yeah. I could do that. Um, you're more than welcome to do that. Yeah. I mean, I've used it. So one I know the, how one to of the, it, one of the perks of, you yeah. know, being friends with the owner. Rob, are you saying I can come use the HS 1800 anytime I want? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I, I am protecting that machine at all it's costs. Different, it's different. I won't break when it. You're a co host on the podcast. It's different. It's different. Know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, do, I, don't, I don't want to take my film, like, no offense to Rob, I don't like taking my film to shops anymore. Not mm-hmm. only because I can do it myself, but I feel like, you know, using photography as a medium for art. I, it's kind of like having someone else touch up your painting. And I'm like, no, I'll do it myself. No, I, I understand. So yeah, I agree with that. That's my, yeah, I get that's that. my, that's my two cents on it. I like having the control over it, but exactly. honestly, like my control, my personal control over it is the fact that I own the business. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? And it's going to be your, I, it's your touch it is, on these photos. Yeah. I don't want that. I want my own touch on the final product. Yeah. Nine times so. out of 10, I, I will scan in my own film, you know, yeah. cause, cause on the machines that we use here, it's, it's, you know, getting her into machines for processing, yeah. let the lab tech take care of it, you know, mm-hmm. put it in, run it through the machine. And, but then I will go ahead and take the time to sit down, scan it, yeah. you know, get everything the way that I want it. Tweak it to your liking. Yeah. Tweak it to my liking. Exactly. If exactly. There's, yeah. If there's a photo that I really, really like where I'm like, ah, there's dust in a spot that I don't like, I will brush it out. I will go the extra mile and clean it. But 99% of the time, I won't fucking do that because it's fucking too much work. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? And I was like, no, I think it adds to it, especially the way I shoot. So I'm like, is it an artistic yeah. choice or is it just lazy? It's a bit of both. It's totally both. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. <laughs> it's a bit of both. So one of the things that I want to touch on mm-hmm. is printing because mm. you know there there are two pathways to printing an analog image there's yeah. the digital pathway and then there's a traditional wet dark room yeah yep, which yep. i miss that traditional wet dark room so I much know. so do i you know oh, um so it, do I. it is just so magical yeah getting in there and just yeah cleaning the dust off your negatives if i had a way if i had you know, the means yeah, yeah. <laughs> rob if I had the means <laughs> to use, you know, utilize a black, you know, a dark room for my black and white photos, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. But it, I don't have the means because no one has access to it. And I've, I've been. These are very pointed, uh, <laughs> pointed comments. I would love to use I dark know. room. 
I mean, no. we used to have a dark room. There used to be a really cool one in <laughs> yeah, uh, on the seventh, Labs. seventh and A, seventh and A seventh downtown. A. You know, you can go up to Achilles, get a coffee and a sandwich. Yeah, then go develop in this you know, exactly dark room and print with this cool like you know rotating door. It was, yeah, it was the coolest thing. The safe light. Yeah. The red yeah. glow of the safe light. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was so cool. I definitely miss that. You guys, you guys that. are assholes. All right, RIP, <laughs> RIP safe light. To I be mean, fair, I've been meaning to set uh, up a dark room in my garage mm-hmm. for quite some time now, and I have not gotten my act together. Mm-hmm. It's not the easiest thing to set up a home dark room. It's I mean, not, yeah. it's to have the space, to have the proper ventilation, to yeah. have you know running water. water. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, and and. Yeah. Yes, we are going to be building a new one. So 2024 is literally what? We're just a couple of days away from, yeah. from 2024. It's the end of 2023 as we know it. the end of 2023. As we know it. And it's the end of the world as we know it? It's the end Do of you feel fine? It's the end of 2023 as we know it. That's what I said. And I feel fine. Sure. <laughs> I feel... Okay. Um... So yeah, one of my one of my goals for 2024 is actually to get our dark room mm-hmm. built. That oh. is that is something yes, that I please. really want us to focus on. When, <laughs> so so when we were going through the whole entire process of you know building the studio and everything, we were kind of teasing it up, and 99 percent of people were like, "Hey, guess what we're working on?" 99 percent of people were like, "Ooh, a dark room, dark room, a dark room, a dark room, a dark room." So uh-huh. it was like. Okay, we get it. We get it. <laughs> but yeah, it was a studio. The, but but the, yeah, dark room, studio. the dark room is not going to be, it's not the easiest thing to build. So, you know, I mean, yeah. the location that we're going to be putting it in with all the stuff that we have here. So, mm-hmm. um, but 2024, I, I really hope we're going to have a, we're going to have a new dark room with, you know, several enlargers. And because I miss printing in the dark room. That would be awesome. It's, honestly, it's therapeutic. If you've, if you've ever done it in, in length, it is. it is such a therapeutic thing to do. And it's magic. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch that image appear in, you know, under the glow of the red light, under the, in the chemicals. A thousand it's percent. It's just like, wow. Yeah, that's it, the magic. That's where the magic happens, mm-hmm. really. I mean... Um, I don't know. I just got to say, like, if you've never printed in a traditional wet dark room and you get a chance to do it, please do it. If you love analog photography, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, really and truly, like, do it. Yeah, print, printing your work, and I, I think that's where a lot of the time it gets... Uh, it stops at the digital <laughs> world. It stops yeah. at the digital realm, you yeah. know, because I mean, that's what, that's what you do. You get your stuff, you know, scanned, you get it digitized. Um, you throw it up on Instagram, you throw it on Facebook and it kind of gets lost in the ether. Mm-hmm. It gets lost in the noise because how many yeah. freaking photographs are on Instagram? How many photographs are, you know, right. even, even on TikTok, even, you know, yeah. like, like they, it just gets lost in the noise. In some digital space that, yeah, that, imaginary it's absolutely to, to a certain it, extent yeah, yeah yeah it is absolutely flooded with mm-hmm. with images i mean there are more images taken now per day than there has ever been before with you know cell phones and everything like that but if you have a physical print and it is front of you and you can hold it and you can see it and it changes with the lighting and mm-hmm. it it's it's a completely different thing and that's why i'm so excited to have gallery shows back here again because getting people to actually see images on the wall you know taking time out to come and support the artists support the artwork 
is support the community, take a look at things. Like it's just, there's something so special mm-hmm. about it. And we're actually, Jake is going to have a show here. He's not too excited. I think he's stressed I'm, out. I'm, I'm a little stressed out. I think you're stressed out. I had it. to pay, I had to pay my psychiatry bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like 500 yeah. bucks. So mm-hmm. I'm like a little strapped for cash right now. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. well, we can help you out. Yeah, like, I know. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out with the, with yeah, the printing, yeah. you know, Printing's and expensive. Like yeah. It's not yeah. cheap. Yeah. No, it's not cheap. But so, yeah, and it depends on what sizes I want for certain photos. You know, I got like some prints at home, like a handful, mm-hmm. like yeah. million, but not the ones that I want to display. Yeah. Plus, I want to shoot more for it. Yeah. So I might be pushing it a little bit close. <laughs> Clock close. is ticking. I Wait, when, when is yeah. the show? The show is going to be the on 26th. Friday, Friday. Friday the 26th. Of January? Friday the 26th of January. January. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we've so got. So I just have to, to like figure out when to even set up the studio, the, you know, the gallery space for it. So we've made the That's announcement it. on the podcast, but we have not actually made an official announcement like on Instagram or TikTok or yeah. anything along mm-hmm. those lines. So mm-hmm. it's, this is, I mean, if you're fortunate enough, to, I mean, we have <laughs> we have a small audience on the on the podcast. Yeah, it's not very we don't have thousands of listeners. I think we mm-hmm. got like 40, 10, <laughs> oh, even, maybe eight. Even less. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hey. So glad you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Tell your friends, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, so we're, so once we get the, the official announcement out, but that'll be coming up. It'll be coming up at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So. That's yeah, awesome, I, Jake. I, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited because Jake is actually a very, very awesome and very talented photographer. And so I'm excited for people to be able to see his work. Aww. Absolutely. Aww. <laughs> oh, yeah. thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. And, you know, just kind of circling yeah. back to the importance of printing your work. Yeah. It really, you know, that's where the work comes alive, I think. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to look at it on a screen or on a telephone or on a tablet and it's something else to see like a, a really nice quality print. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. where it's at. Whether, you know, digital printing has come a crazy long way too. Oh I my mean, God. The printers it, out there now are just insane. absolutely insane. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. I've just realized like how, if I enlarge these photos, how big the dust particles are going to be. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be so sick. I'm going to be like Magnified. this giant fucking like squiggle <laughs> across the top right you know there, there there's there's something to be said for the impact that you know a physical print has on you um or even seeing like a piece of artwork mm-hmm. i remember um in 2015 went to paris you know, obviously we had to go to the louvre for the very first time and watching or seeing the um the mona lisa mm. you know i mean that was that was actually that was actually kind of a very impactful moment um and i remember thinking huh it's actually bigger than I thought because <laughs> everybody talks about how, Oh, yeah. it's a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. You know, everybody talks about that. And mm-hmm. so I kind of had in my head, I'm like, you thought okay, it was a five by seven or yeah. something. <laughs> little, four, <laughs> little four by six, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a postage stamp. <laughs> I thought I was like, huh, it's actually bigger than I thought, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it was, it was something quite impactful about, you know, seeing all these pieces of artwork actually in person that you've only seen, you know, you know, online or in photos and magazines, textbooks, and books, textbooks yeah. and everything. Thing. So so yeah, the, the having an actual physical print in front of you, it is so impactful and it mm-hmm. changes everything. I mean, there's there's a couple from your show that we mm-hmm. had um, for for the Pride event mm-hmm. um, in twenty. I'm gay, by the way. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> in case you didn't know, <laughs> completely irrelevant to the story, but yeah. that's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, we just had some random guy <laughs> doing a pride, you know, the, uh, gallery showing. Right. Um, but you know, there's, there's one image that I literally, I see in my head constantly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I do. Like I, I, so this is a, this is an image in my head that I associate with you. And it's, and it's, it's one of your friends. I remember he had a, just a big burly mustache, uh-huh. um, you know, very centered and it was very blue. Uh, I seen it in my head constantly. I, and I don't know why, but it's just, it's one of those images, but it made I, an impact. It, it made an impact and it only made an impact because I saw it in person. Mm-hmm. Had I just seen that on your Instagram feed, just like swiping through, it right. probably wouldn't have the same, mm-hmm. you know, same, same yeah. effect on me. Um, that seeing it in person does, you know, it's, mm. you know, the importance of printing your work. We got to, right. I got to print more stuff. We all got to mm-hmm. print more stuff. I had a thought um, going back to the Mona Lisa. Cause there was like the whole thing. I guess the whole thing is the meaning behind her smile. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to bet there was just fucking nothing about it. You know, it's just a fucking <laughs> smile. Like I've taken so many photos. Okay. So in the past, you know, whatever five years I've been shooting, I've had so many people come up to me or analyze my work and trying to find some meaning behind it. I was like, there's no meaning behind it. It was fucking funny. <laughs> like I did it cause it was funny. Like uh-huh. I did it. It's because it was hilarious or it looked cool. It might be that like, it might be something just as simple as yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was literally just painted. Yeah. Well, that's literally just a choice. That's yeah. an interesting, that's an interesting idea. Have, yeah. have, have either of you ever done anything like intentionally like subliminal? Absolutely not. <laughs> Look at my work. I'm telling everyone right now. You go to my page and you find some type of meaning. That's great. I didn't yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah. That's, some, I, that's yeah. something. Well, but okay. So, so does that take edit? Does that take away from what the viewer sees? And so, if the viewer is going to see something in it, right? They're they're Which going to great. interpret something. Yeah. Does that? Does that actually exist, or I does might it have broken take it for everyone? But does it take away? <laughs> does it take away from the photograph when you yeah. absolutely don't mean that, or is it, or is it, you know, what I guess beauty and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's you know, always going to be sort of that, situation. you know. And I like that is just the core mindset of art. You know, what I mean? yeah. So it doesn't matter what you do. Going back to you know imposter syndrome and people shooting, just shoot it. Yeah, you know, because I mean? yeah. someone else is going to find it cool. Right. We've yeah. you, even if you don't, if you think it's the most boring photo you've ever taken, someone might not think that. Yeah. I I love that you know everyone takes something away differently. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's always going to be a different interpretation of mm-hmm. what you put in an image. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Sometimes I mean, I mean there's so many. I mean think about like our critics and like the yeah. meaning that they pull out of you know some painting or a photograph. You know, it it probably is not what at all what the artist you know was yeah. thinking when he or she or they made it, and um, but that's really cool. I think that it's that means that your art is personal in some way because mm-hmm. everybody that looks at it is going to see something different, and everybody that looks at it is going to take away some mm-hmm. meaning, hopefully, or or not. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay yeah. too. And that's okay. Yeah. I would love. I would love. For people to go and find their own meaning with my work even though i have none yeah yeah, yeah. that's they, not they yeah. find some sort of meaning in it yeah. you know i'm shooting because i like to do it i like to make weird stuff and because it's fun to do mm-hmm. and if people find meaning in it that's great they don't need my reasoning for it 
Yeah. I don't think so. They should they so, should be able to go out and find their own. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. If, I get that. Yeah, if it sparks something, that's sick. Spark it. <laughs> so yeah. so the the latest stuff that you've been working on, do you want to kind of without completely revealing what it is, do you want to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean shit, where do I start? <laughs> um you know, I've I've just kind of gone back to shooting more portraiture here and there. Uh, I've gone back to um, I've also gone back to working <laughs> full time because uh, yeah, I was I was out of work for seven months this year, which uh, was kind of scary. But um, so there there's something. I mean, I try to find ways to make it happen. You know what I mean? Like. There, there are times where, you know, I won't pick up a camera for like a whole week. But usually if I'm out and about, I have a camera with me. And like everybody that knows me knows that, right? Like I'm always carrying a freaking camera. Yeah. And um, because I think that there's always, uh, I don't want to miss something. You know what I mean? I, like if the light's just right, if there's something that piques my interest, if there's, you know, a person, place or thing that, uh, just looks is beautiful to look at. I want to somehow capture that if I can. You want to, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about being in the right place at the yeah, right time. Right. 99% of the time I'm going to miss it. Oh <laughs> yeah, honest. we all do. The, ima- <laughs> the amount of times I'm just like, man, how come I stop bringing my camera? Uh-huh. It's just cause it's weight. Yeah. You know, and even if I have point. my camera, like I oftentimes just miss the moment. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's the perfect moment. I should, and then it's gone. Yeah. Right. Um, that yeah. happens. Um, so, you know, again, you know, I've gone back to just kind of documenting. So mm. kind of following that thread of like the days gone by concept for my next exhibit. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, I'm hopefully going to be showing in Mexico. Ooh, um, ooh. I don't know. I don't have a gallery for sure yet, but, uh, actually Tijuana. So just across the border, um, field trip, a field trip. Yeah. <laughs> I see yeah. a field trip in our, in our future. Uh, I would actually love to show in both places, like here and in uh, Tijuana. Uh, just because I, I, so I grew up here and you know, mm. when I was a kid, my Dad worked in TJ, and we lived in Chula Vista, and um, so there was a lot of back and forth. You know what I mean? So I really grew up on the border, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of immersed in both places, in both worlds. I mean, because because if if you've been to San Diego and if you've been to Tijuana, it's it's two different worlds. It yet is. It's literally just divided by a fence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you have Chula Vista, which is the gateway between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the bridge of, you know, it's the bridge. Chula Vista, so, San Isidro, Chula Juan, like Chula all that. Yeah. Yeah. Chula yeah. Juana. Yeah. Chula Juana. As yeah. we call it. <laughs> <laughs> As we lovingly call it. Chula Juana. Yeah. Exactly. Chula Juana. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would love to be able to show it uh, in both places, Tijuana mm. and San Diego or Chula Vista. Yeah. Are, are there any art galleries in Chula Vista nowadays? Mm. Probably. Well, there's a... <laughs> technically there's sort of a gallery here in San Diego. Well, I know technically you know. there is. So, <laughs> but okay. So, so the question is, would this space, this is, so the space are recording in right now, would it be big enough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is going to happen. Uh, yeah. This is probably going to happen. Honestly, you're, happen. you're one of the artists on my list yeah. to happen. reach out to, to have a gallery show we'll here anyways. Ha- we'll make it happen. 
so yeah, just kind of continuing that thread mm -hmm. and documenting what what I find interesting mm -hmm. or meaningful. And um, a lot of times that's, you know, very of the moment, yeah. whether it's mm -hmm. a person, place, or thing. You know, there's there's something to be said for, you know, if you were a photographer, if you were beginning, if you've been doing it for a long time, if you, you know, kind of somewhere in between, taking your camera with you everywhere. Because you mentioned that earlier, mm -hmm. Jake. I stopped taking a camera with me. I literally mm -hmm. just, the only camera that I have with me is, you know, my cell phone. And I can't shoot that for shit. Yeah. Mm. And I literally just said to my girlfriend the other day, is like, you know what? I need... I need to take a camera with me. Mm -hmm. I just need to start doing that again. So mm -hmm. we went for a walk. This was, you know, Christmas day. We went down to, you know, uh, the beach just to walk up and down. And I think I got some cool photographs. I mean, I only took like maybe two, maybe three at the mm -hmm. most, but I had my camera with me. And you know, when you yeah. have it with you, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it used to be such a, unconscious thing i would just like you know, take a photo it's like oh that's cool just take a photo but now i, I i'm at the point i have to think about it okay. i have to actively mm -hmm. remind myself take a camera Engage. you know it's, yeah. yes yeah. you know because i i don't know i the pandemic just kind of <laughs> really yeah it put a kibosh for me for my photography mm -hmm. put a kibosh because i do a lot of portraiture yeah. and everything and you beautiful know, portraiture may thank you add. very much yeah um you know but i wasn't really doing a whole lot of street stuff i was too busy working like you know fortunately i was lucky enough to work through the through the whole entire pandemic right. i took one day off i took yeah. one day off at the very beginning wow. of the pandemic to figure out what the hell i was going to do um you know and it was pretty obvious which direction safe light labs really had to go in order to survive mm -hmm. and, and everything and so that's all I did. I just, I worked, 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 worked through the whole entire thing. And, and being secluded from everybody, you know, all of my, my usual, all of my regular models and stuff like that, they all, they all moved on with their lives, you know? Yeah. And, you know, some of them got sick and one of them's finally coming back. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She cut her hair too. Shout out to Willow. Yeah. She cut yeah. her hair. Yeah. I know exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, just, 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 you know, working with you know amazing people it's like it for me i need that connection yeah. with mm -hmm. with you know my portraits and everything like that and it's yeah i can do some street stuff now and then but yeah. you know yeah. I, I, i'm a homebody now yeah. mm -hmm. i'm a homebody <laughs> like okay it's 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 what seven seven twenty yeah. p.m I, like i want to be in bed in like 40 minutes <laughs> i would love yeah. to be in bed i can relate in 40 minutes if you were going to take a camera like just an everyday camera what would it be so right now that That's is just actually easy pocketable kind of thing you know my minox 35 mm, okay. pe yeah that's, talking about that before. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that i that's, that's the my, andy warhol camera that's my cam that's my travel oh, camera mm -hmm. oh. that's my travel camera so that's the one that i have taken this year to hong kong shanghai tokyo and paris that that's the camera that's the camera that i need to take it's right. zone focus you know super simple I can't control the aperture with it, which kind of sucks, yeah. you know, so it's kind of more like a glorified point shoot. Yeah, which but, is fine. Like, I was fine, using yeah. the Minolta AF, you know, Hymatic AF2. Oh, those things are amazing. They're great, except the one that I have only goes up the, you know, ISO only goes up to 400. Oh, yeah. I don't have the one that goes up to 800, so I can't even really throw a yeah. still in there, which I would love to do, but... Unless I wanted to push it. <laughs> nah, just shoot yeah. it at 400. Shoot it at 400. Since it's still 800, yeah. shot at 400. Overexposed by a stop. Yeah. Process normal. It's going to look great. <laughs> it's going to look fantastic. 
fantastic. Yeah. I really value portability, the portability factor. Yeah. So the camera cameras or camera that I carry, I've kind of narrowed it down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it, for, for me, it's either, you know, just like a 35 millimeter rangefinder, like okay. a Leica M- the M6. M6 or M2. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And uh, medium format, a Roloflex. And yeah. that's it. That's my kit these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I am kind of missing a point and shoot just because I sold mine. I think I told you I, I was shooting oh, a contact right. T2, T2 for yep. a while. And then I sold it because I, I was afraid it was just going to brick on me. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it, it will eventually. It will eventually. Honestly, the, the one camera that I did have, and I gave it to my nephew for a birthday, thinking that he would be into it at some point. He never did. Uh, but I really liked it. It was just like a Pentax like IQ zoom. Uh-huh. Oh, those IQ zooms are, so are sick. Are very very underrated. Yeah, those. Ew, I t- I got some of the best like yeah um, candid photos of my friends. Yeah, yeah. So, so sick. Yeah, some. I think of when uh, um, my fr- my friends that live behind me. They actually have one of the photos framed on their bedside table of them of them from that camera, and I was like. Yeah. I need to buy one of these again. That's so cool. And they're not expensive. Them. Like no one's. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna look at that. I for, so my ideal point on shoot would have a wider lens, like a 28. Mm. And there aren't that many that have um, a 28. Nope. There's like a Fuji class, which is expensive. There's the Nikon this, 28 Ti uh, and the Minolta. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. what that one's the called. The Hymatic is like they have two. It's like a 35, right? 35 or a 40 millimeter, I, I believe. I think it's a 35. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but I mean, the point is carry a camera with you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, I think that's, that's, that's my takeaway yeah. <laughs> from this whole entire thing. Just the reminder that, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to take a photo unless you actually have a camera yeah. with you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to document those times in your life. I mean, I love going through old film, you know, or, you know, a role that I've had in my camera for a while. Like, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, we did this. Oh, we did that. You know, and it's, it's, it's such a nice memory because how many times do you take a photo on your on your iPhone, you never go back and look through them. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. Some people I do. Every yeah. once in a while, I do. But you know, film. There's something special about the film photo because you gotta wait for yeah. it. And, and uh. there is something special. And I mean, yeah, everybody has a highly capable camera on their phone nowadays. So which I never yeah. use for. I, I, I use it to take pictures of notes <laughs> right, that but, I've written down. Yeah. You know? Uh, but Selfies. there is something about it, you Selfies. know, <laughs> people, you know, sometimes even my husband's like, why do you shoot film? That's crazy. There's a, you have a digital camera mm-hmm. and my answer is always cause I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, That's a good I, answer. I love it. Uh, it's just, uh, it is a different look. I think, mm-hmm. uh, to me, there's just more meaning, more texture, more, mm-hmm. more everything. And it's been in your blood for, yeah. for you know, your whole, almost your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. same, same here. I mean, you, yeah. you know, grew up on film, you know, that's, that was the only way that our family took photos of us, you know, yeah. and we had bulk pickup orders from Costco. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the prints, yeah. Actually oh, yeah. my mom yes. still has a whole case of all of the, and they, they, Costco had them in those folders with the, all the negatives in them too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should go through all of them, get all the negatives and mm-hmm. rescan them. You'll, you're going to find some gold. Yeah. You're going to find some gold in there some for Kodak sure. Some Kodak gold. Some. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. There's some good <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Carlos, um, 
people I think are going to want to see your work. I want people to see your work. So, I want to see your so work. So we're going to have so 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 it sounds like we're probably going to have some sort of gallery show here mm-hmm. in San Diego here yes. at Safe Light Labs at some point for 2024. Um, but in the meantime, where can everybody find you? Uh, people can find me either on my website www.cgaphotography.com or on my Instagram at CGA Photographs. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, please go check out Carlos's work. It's, you will not be disappointed Follow at it. all. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause Jake, this is the first time you're actually meeting Carlos. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cause I like, thought you were a completely different fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Completely different I Carlos. I had no idea who you were. I, I told you. Face. you, you There's you, only you one gave, Carlos. You gave me a name and there was the day you were doing it. There was another guy you were talking to in the shop and I, and he walked out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get Carlos. I was like, I assumed that was him. It wasn't. It wasn't you. Okay. No. No. This is this yeah. this, this is the only Carlos that matters in my life right <laughs> no, now. That's great. I love, love the inside and I love <laughs> all the rich history. Yeah. 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 Well, Carlos, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. We we just. I love you, buddy. I Aww. really do. You and your husband are probably some of the sweetest people. And I love I love when we can get together, hang out, sit in your backyard, or sit inside. Oh, we didn't even touch on this guy's audio. He, he's an audiophile as well. He's oh, got, okay. he yeah. has some of the sickest, like, equipment inside of his living room. And he's with his turntables. Uh, like come I'm over you, for a listening it's a complete, yeah. completely go. different podcast <laughs> that we would have okay. to be able to talk about yeah. this yeah. but he's a total audiophile i wouldn't think so because we talk about so much random shit on this podcast anyway right and actually i, I forgot the most important question that we did not ask carlos it's not important anymore it's we an extremely it. it's we a, squashed it well what cool ranch or nacho cheese nacho Doritos. cheese hello oh my god because he's not white <laughs> <sighs> yeah <laughs> It was more of a hand hug than a high five, but I'm okay with it. I like. Did you did you see how quickly I answered that? Now I just I said nacho cheese in a heartbeat. You know, I'm not upset. This proves my point about white people. (laughs) This proves my point about white people, and I still love Smiles' reasoning for it. You want to go and remind us? You don't remember? I do. I do do. remember because it hurts. That's why you don't want to say it. I'm not going to repeat it. No, we'll just listen to Smiles podcast. (laughs) Okay, and. Listen to that episode and they'll explain why white people like, you know, Cool Ranch. Well, Rob and Jake, you guys are freaking (laughs) awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I enjoyed every minute. (laughs) (laughs) So again, go to, um, go to, go to the website, um, CGA photography.com and then go visit them on Instagram, which is CGA photographs. Please Mm -hmm. go do it. Go follow, Mm -hmm. go like, um, Yeah. So Carlos, again, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you guys. All right. I don't like the fact that you guys all think that I am just like some horrible white person who likes, who likes, 
Cool Ranch. I didn't I'm say sorry. horrible. I didn't say you're a horrible person. I just said you're white and you like Cool Ranch. And the so insinuation, far, and the so insinuation far, is that I'm a horrible person. I never said that. <laughs> I never said that. Okay, just, you know what? I hate I, myself. I never implied it. That's what it is. I just, I just absolutely hate myself. <laughs> I never said it. I never even implied it. You're thinking that yourself. That's your imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. You oh. just own it. I do. It's okay. It's okay. I do. Oh yeah, well, yeah. oh sorry. This is, this is the part of the podcast where normally it's just Jake and I. <laughs> it's the recap. It's the recap. Yeah, it's the recap. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I'm just. I just saying it. What saying what it is. Whatever it is. What it. It's what it's. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Anyways, so this was a good episode. It was great. No, like, it, seriously, it, Carlos is one of my favorite, absolute yeah. favorite people in the entire world. So. Yeah. We, yeah, we've so far we've only had weirdos on the podcast that do weird shit with their photography, you know, <laughs> <laughs> including me, who's in every episode. Yeah, you know, but to have actually someone who's been doing it for a long time and taking the photography as serious as you know, yeah, as they do, yeah, it's great. It's it's it's, abs- it's, it's a good change of pace. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just, just again, a quick shout out to Carlos again. Thanks for coming on the podcast. So Jake, where can everybody find you on the internet? Inter- interwebs. Interwebs. The interwebs. Uh, we got the website, which I'm still, still I working on. I have not touched it. It's <laughs> Dells Abispo, um, dot format.com. Mm. I opted out of pro. So it is, you know, the format is in there. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just got to like <clears throat> suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was a special, you know? there was a deal on it, but there's that. And then you can find me on Instagram at Dell's underscore Bispo or Dell at Dell's underscore Bispo underscore does it, does for, it money. for money. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole does it for money thing. It just, you know, it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just, so funny. It I is do. what it is. It clearly states exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat yeah, that. I don't yeah. care. So you can find yeah. us um, at camera exposure um, on Instagram at safe light labs on Instagram. And then we do have a TikTok, which is um, <laughs> at camera underscore exposure on TikTok. Mm. Um yeah, feel free to come by the shop. Come visit us and oh and don't forget we have the email address. Mm-hmm. Um so shoot us an email which is just uh podcast at safelightlabs.com. Um I'm not going to share the brand new password um with everybody <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. over again just yeah. for fear of getting locked out. Um but yeah, thanks again for thanks again, Jake, for for coming in. You had a long day. <laughs> you've you've been traveling like crazy. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Yeah, this is gonna be the last I mean, episode for for the new year, and I think we may yeah. take another week off or something. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll come back. Next, we'll come yeah. back next week. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back next year. We've got a whole slew of guests um, yeah. lined up that we want to get on, and and uh, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in and. Uh, We'll catch you all on the flip side. Bye. Bye.